all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. We are all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard, it's what you make of it, but what if only struggle surrounds you, what can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair, please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through, just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see, you are not alone, you have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know, but if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up, because you got this. Think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Authentic Points of View. I'm Danielle Boer, your host, as always. I am excited for today's guest. So... She is amazing. I am so proud of her and like just all that she's accomplished in her life of being young. And um, so I'm excited for you guys to meet her. Kalina Powell is a deaf coach and advocate, a podcast speaker, a best-selling author, and a passionate entrepreneur on a mission to help young adults with disabilities achieve their goals while also educating others about the deaf community. Welcome, Kalina, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I'm excited to talk to you. (laughs) So, all right. Now, I have, okay, I had a guest, which she is amazing. Um, She found out when her son was, I think the official diagnosis was like maybe, three or four days old or something like that, that he was deaf and he has a uh, Wardenburg syndrome, I believe. And um, she now her book is being released. So I'm excited. It's called the ABCs of inclusion. It's really amazing. Yeah. So she features her son. Um, his story is about a lot of stuff, but it's mostly about being deaf and sign language. That's and every letter of the alphabet is a kid's name. And their diagnosis and what they have in their disability. It is amazing. Um, so everybody check that out. It's a little kid's book, but 
it's still actually I learned um, because some of the the um, things that the kids have I've never I've never heard of them so that's really awesome and uh, we had him that was the first time I had a kid and so he wasn't having it but he has cochlear devices so she also talks about that it's really cool and there's bluetooth ones did you know that they can bluetooth like in the yeah. oh yes that's like my hearing aid too my hearing aid bluetooth as well what oh, yeah exciting. <laughs> so yeah what so she plays lizzo in his so <laughs> but um what do you use the bluetooth for or what is it what is it for? So the Bluetooth is for the phone, the one I'm on top oh. on the phone. Um, however, I'm trying to figure out how to get the Bluetooth connected to my iMac. And I know Bluetooth can also be connected to the MacBook as well. That's what I heard. I don't have a MacBook. I, I can't deal with that. I can't. Um, but <laughs> um, the TV, no. Unfortunately, no. Not actually. The TV is only for cell phones and computer or any other um, devices that accept Bluetooth. Oh my gosh. How yeah. how amazing. Like people are so intelligent and the way that like technology is going. I mean, it's just really helping so many people that like I've heard from people that are deaf that it's hard because what people say is normal. Like you look like we don't know that you that you can't hear right so how was that growing up and when did you um find out that you were deaf or I when did your parents oh, sorry um so i became deaf at the age of four uh Aww. due to an infection really yeah wow. so it, it really i will keep it short so basically i was a normal kid going to daycare and I guess the next day I got an ear infection and then my family doctor prescribed me an uh, ear drop. And so the next day my mom went to the daycare and said, here's the instruction, there's a specific instruction, don't screw this instruction up. And so they didn't follow the instruction for the ear drop for me. And so that same day they did not follow the instruction. I actually went home and I became deaf. Yeah. Wow. So that's what happened. I'm yeah. so sorry, but like, I'm a nurse and I've never really heard of that. So that's really scary, number one. And number two, wow. Like you hear of things happening um, and there are side effects to everything. So, yes. so as a four-year-old, do you remember how you felt or how did you even tell them that you couldn't hear anymore? Like, how did you respond to this? So it was actually, thankfully, I was actually watching TV and I didn't realize it was loud. And my mom called me and so I didn't hear my mom. And oh. she tapped me on my shoulder and then I jumped and I looked at her and I and I couldn't hear her, but I could hear the TV because the TV was loud. And I'm looking at her. I look at my mom dead in the face like, I don't know what you're talking about. My mom's like, hello. Like, and she, waved her hand. she waved her hand at me and I said, I looked at my mom like, mom, I can't hear you. And she's like, excuse me? And then I'm like, and then she said something, and I couldn't hear her. And I said, Mom, I can't hear you. And my, my, my mom was a young adult at the time. She wasn't an adult adult. She was young. Right? She, yeah. she had me 
like 19 and 20. So imagine having a kid by 19, 20 year old. They don't know what they're doing. My mom is learning how to be a mom. And so um, my grandma was actually a nurse, thank goodness. So my my mom called my grandma panicking and I, I jumped my mom on the phone with my grandma panicking. Like she wasn't crying, but she was mad. And then my grandma, I don't know, I just didn't down. I just, that's when it actually hit me that I couldn't hear. And so my grandma rushed home. She did something with me, like some assessment from the hospital, and she mm -hmm. brought down from the hospital. And so I, and I, I really, really do recognize my grandma's voice, like top of my head. And then I looked at my grandma. My grandma, I can't hear you. And I knew my grandma was talking because her mouth was moving. And then my grandma said, "She can't hear me." And so that's when we went to the family doctor the next day. And the family doctor said, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. It's too late. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I had kids at 18 and 20. And now my oldest just turned 22. Wow. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, yeah. So I understand being a young mom. And you're learning how to be an adult and take care of someone at the same time so you're trying to take care of yourself and you're trying to take care of them and the first time I took my son to the doctor he actually had jaundice and so I was really good about it like I was like calling them and saying hey something's wrong with him and he kept getting more and more yellow and and so I am um, they were like, well, you're doing good for being young, but they kept fighting against me. Oh, it's fine. But then we would go get blood work. Well, I filled out the paperwork with mine. My mom's like, he's the patient, not you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, everything's an adjustment. So now, how did your mom feel? I mean, no offense to her. Does she feel guilty or did she at first because of the giving you the eardrops or i i don't know about that but she i wouldn't say guilty she was really shocked okay i would say i wouldn't say because she she was like what am i supposed to do next i think that it was what would have for my mom like what is next oh my god are you kidding me what am i supposed to do when my mom was in college had well so she just wow. had school so she, so she had to figure it out so it wasn't guilt it was more of a shock and like oh my god it's poor my baby you know and i'm her first child so poor my baby Oh, yeah, that's scary. Well, scary to you, um, because you're like, da da da. You're playing and everything's, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, the world is different, and you can't hear, and you're seeing mouths move, and you're and you're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. How did you adjust in your younger ears? Ears. I'm so sorry. Gosh. <laughs> well, look at that. That's silly. Uh, years, not ears. Okay. Didn't mean to say that. So in your younger years, um, how did you adjust once you knew that you were deaf? How long did it take you to get hearing aids and all that stuff? Um, so it took me, I would say a week to get my hearing aid, wow. um, because I had to do a lot of hearing testing and all that. So I had to make sure I get the right hearing aid for it. And from there on, when I got the right hearing aid, I had, my mom had to make a decision, actually, to put me either in a deaf school or a hearing school. And so my mom and my grandma made a, 
fantastic um, idea. So they put me into the deaf school in the morning, and then the afternoon I'll be in the hearing school. Oh. Just because of the hearing school right across the street, which is like five minutes walking distance. But however, the deaf school is a little bit far. So it's like 30 minutes from my house. <laughs> I don't know how long to do it. And so, um, so from there on, I was able to really understand that I am different from two communities. So obviously, I felt more comfortable in the deaf community than I was in the hearing community. Um, uh, with judgment, my judgment was okay until I had to, until my family had to pull me out of the deaf school to go to the hearing school full time because it was a lot more convenient for them. Um, I did struggle a lot in the hearing school because they didn't provide me ASL at all. So I was literally forced to communicate visually instead of ASL. Um, so it was really hard transition from that. And obviously I've been bullied from due to my speech with Bates different when I was young. So I had mm. to do speech therapist and, you know, develop a really good relationship with my audiologist to really understand what can I do next to improve my speech and what um readers that I can do, especially being able to still connect with the deaf community even though I am in the home school full time. So it was a lot of trying to figure out where do I fit, how am I supposed to make friends and that was something I did struggle a lot um when I transfer over. Wow. So when when did you learn ASL? Like how long did it take you to learn? Because little kids learn faster than us adults, but how and did your family learn it with you? as well so my my okay so my family did not learn ASL okay. um they did not because they had too much on the play um I did learn ASL when I was in the deaf school oh okay that makes sense <laughs> that's a silly question yeah. sorry yeah so, yeah that is so awesome so you said you fit in more at the deaf school but where were you like where do you think you learned the most? And then that's school, I learned the most is that everybody communicates different. And I love the fact that people can either communicate through ASL or verbal. So it's kind of cool that you can be not talking and you can do ASL to give yourself a break. So that was something I learned a lot. Oh, that's so awesome. So, Okay. I don't ever ask this, but do you mind me asking how old you are now? <laughs> I am 25. Okay. I don't ever ask that. You're not supposed to ask a lady, but I knew you were <laughs> I knew you were young. I was just Okay. So you're 25 now. So 21 years ago, you found out that you were deaf all of a sudden. And so when you went to school, um in high school was there ASL or did you have did you go to both schools still then or did you transition to just one school I literally did transition to just one school the head school so you were in hearing school when you were in wow yeah okay yeah awesome so when you went to college what what degrees do you have and what school did you go to? The grade I had in college and university was okay. I I hate I hate school. I really do. <laughs> I did time about to pass. And like I was like, I'm gonna pass, right? Okay, pass. Like 
I hate school. <laughs> I hate school. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it was okay. It was not too bad. I actually went to two schools, two public secondary. So the first school it was I went to York University. So I am located in Canada, Toronto. For those who's like, where is that school? Awesome. Yeah, down in Canada. Yeah, and I also went to a Bloomington College as well. All right. So you have a degree in psychology. Yeah. Was that your was that your first degree? Yes. Okay. And what I can assume what made you go into that, but what was made you like passionate about psychology that you wanted to get a degree in it? Um, I love studying the brain. I don't know why. It's so weird. I mean, honestly, truly no, it's not. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I like psychology. Do. <laughs> I just love studying the brain. I just I always have a passion helping people. I always go above and beyond, especially my friends. Like I do so much for them, and sometimes like sometimes I don't know my boundaries. You know, when you just love helping someone, and you just feel good about yourself. So I felt like studying psychology will help me understand people better and more, and learn how to help them even more, whether it's like do mentally, physically, or spiritually. Aww. Yes, I love helping people too. That's something. And I feel like that's something you can't teach. Like you either have it in you. I mean, you could teach people this different skills, but innately it has to be in you. And to be that caring, empathetic person that you you really have the passion for it. Or sometimes you can lose your patience, uh, no pun intended, because I'm a nurse, so <laughs> the other patients. And because you just, you know, like, people are people, okay? And so when you work in customer service, I have, um, I've been a waitress, I've been a lot of things. I'm 40, remember, okay? <laughs> I've been a lot, a lot of things. And so, oh, if you don't have like the it anyway, we're all human. So I've had days where I was like, ah, and I get upset. But for the most part, you know, I try to be as kind and accepting of people because you never know what anybody's going through. So I try to have that in the back of my mind, especially in nursing, you have to. But in a restaurant, it's different. It's food. You don't have to be mean to me over food. You know, <laughs> like that's. That doesn't have to be part of it, okay? But uh, I'm not going to steal it from you. It's okay. But <laughs> but like in nursing, I understand because people are sick. Maybe they just got a diagnosis or maybe they had to lose a limb or a body, you know, something like that. And that's traumatic and it's hard and it's emotional. And it's so I have a a good understanding of like, it's not personal. I'm here to help them. So that's really cool that you have that. Now, you got another degree in mental health and addiction, right? Okay, that's really cool. So what what do you do now? Do you, is it like a therapist or what? what is your title? Like, so I am a caseworker. Oh, right. Uh, for um, parents who are trying to put the child in care, so daycare, home care, oh. or anything like that. So I just help them getting funding for that because in Canada, daycare is expensive, just like the United States. Um, so yeah, so that's what I am now. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for doing that. 
we need uh special people that help with everything and yes daycare it's yeah um, <laughs> it's it's really i don't even know how much it is now because i'm really blessed my my youngest one is only nine but i have my mom is close by we're in georgia so in the united states and georgia my mom is close by and then i have a really awesome fiance that helps too like when he's not working so everybody kind of takes turns helping or if i'm off that like today of course you know uh but so you know it's when i was oh boy i was a single mom it was so expensive that i could only afford for one kid to go to daycare so the other they had different families so the other dads the one grandparents used to help babysit the other one because i can only afford the other one to go to daycare because otherwise I couldn't afford my bills or a house or <laughs> anything else. Um, yeah, just I don't even have kids myself, and I'm here thinking like, do I want to have kids right now? I'm gonna wait. <laughs> smart girl. Oh, <laughs> smart. <laughs> you're smart. No, no, no. That's not. I'm just joking. I love my kids. I love my kids. So you know, I feel like my life would have been way more hectic or whatever than it was if I wouldn't have had kids because I would have who knows what I would have done that's the whole thing I don't know I wasn't really a big party or anything but I was gonna go into the military and then I found out I was pregnant with my oldest one so um I'm you know I they changed my life and I'm very happy and I love them and do I want them to have kids young no I don't but what I changed that I didn't that I did it that way probably not because like I said I mean who knows what path I would have went down if I didn't have to grow up and take care of kids so it kind of kept me straight uh <laughs> and I don't know if I was that wasn't the best so wait maybe I it didn't get me too straight because I still <laughs> I'm still did some stuff that I'm like what but anyway, I'm a good person, but you know, everybody makes mistakes. Okay. So, yes. um, all righty. So your book, how long has your book been out and what is it called? My book has been out for a good year now. Well, sorry, not a year yet. Uh, May 25th is going to be a year. So almost a year. Yeah. And it's called Every Day I Am Just Death. Oh. How did you now? This might be a silly question. How did you come up with that title? Like, it's pretty, like, it's, like, in your face, like, bam, this is what it is. But how, what motivated you to use that title? Oh, my goodness. You guys, it took me three months to come up with the title. I knew I wanted my title to be deaf. I knew what mm -hmm. I wanted to be something deaf in it. And... You know, and then I was thinking, and then I was like, maybe I should just make it like an everyday type of book, a daily book. And I had to break it down. I would I was writing like deaf and proud, and I was writing deaf and this and da 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 da. And then it was mm -hmm. just too much. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna call it every day. I'm just up, not this. And then I don't know how I came up with that. I'm like, how the heck did I just come up with that title? But <laughs> I didn't, it was a lot of brainstorming. It was a lot of like writing things down, crossing it out. It was a lot. It took me a good three months to come up with that title. Oh, wow. So 
we do things different because I have titles of stuff, but no content. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have this and this is the title. What is in it? I don't know yet, but I do have a title. (laughs) So yeah, I'm, I'm different. See, I am so different, but I think that helps me kind of structure things. Cause again, ADD. So it keeps me like in line and focus, like, cause then I know what is going on. Otherwise I would literally say everything in the world, man, it would have nothing to do with it. They'd be like, um, what? Like one time I went to the circus and blah, blah, blah. What's it going to do with this? Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. So silly. Okay. So, um, I don't, I have a new, I have a new podcast and, uh, coming out soon and I know the name of it. And then I said, Ooh, I want to write my book and call it that too. So I don't know. And then you're, there's no words in the book yet, but, <laughs> but there's a title. <laughs> I probably should do it the way you do it would make more sense because then once you have the title, you're done. <laughs> you exactly. Have- once you have it, you're done. You're done. You're like, finally. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Next. So did you use a publishing company in Canada? No, I actually did it all by myself. <gasps> I, you I, did? Did it, I just, yeah, I just self-published. I did my research. I have my a friend of mine who is a great uh, photo- uh, graphic designer for cover letter. And I was like, hey, can you help me with mine? And then he gave me some suggestions. And then I went ahead and hired someone to make it together, make it look real. Uh, it was amazing. I was like, thank you. And I do. I had a friend in my network who was also an editor. Uh, she would charge a affordable price for me. Thank goodness. Um, and then I just did my research how to publish on Amazon, like self-publish, and and I took wow. it from there. And then I and then I do not know how I got bestseller on Amazon. I really truly don't know. And when I found out, I'm like, oh, I am. Okay, I did it. So yeah. Oh. So, thank you. You, you are kick butt. See, twenty five years old. <laughs> I only have a title. I'm not forty. <laughs> Good job. No, honestly, that's amazing. And you kind of, you just wow, you just did it on your own. See, now you motivated me because I've been through a lot. So mine is about trauma and different things, and so. I've interviewed so many people and I love, I love titles. See, that's why I'm like, let's get a title first. I don't know why, but I love titles. Like this one lady who was amazing. She's in Canada too. Where is she in Canada? I don't remember. Um, But she's really amazing. I love her. So she, her book is called like, if you could play in my playground or something. Oh, and it's about her childhood and, how she went through so many things and how amazing she's doing now. She helps all these young women and like, she is amazing. She's amazing. Like I love, I love her. She's really cool. So, and then um, I've actually interviewed a lot of people from Canada and I didn't even know. I didn't know that you were because our time zones are kind of close together that like we just, it kind of just lines up East coast with, you know, all that stuff. So, 
Alrighty. Now, what do you say to a young person that maybe has, could be any disability or specifically, so if somebody is deaf and they're struggling to find their way or to kind of fit in, what advice would you give them? My advice is there's so many advices I could give, but I have to stick to one. Um, so if they're a young adult, I would say that it's okay to have a bad day. I think we all have been through bad days, but tomorrow, but tomorrow can be a better day. And for those who are young adults and older, like 16 and up, I would just say that you have to live your life to the fullest. You can't be thinking about what other people think about you. And that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. I think a lot of us always get into much when people have an opinion about us, where we can just crush that opinion and just move forward in our life. Absolutely. That's great advice for anyone because I feel like it stops us for from our potential sometimes when we're so focused on everybody else, what they think, what are they, you know, like these clothes aren't cool. I don't have the newest shoes. I don't have this and that. And I wasn't that kid. I, you know, I had to buy, well, I'm not gonna say I had to, but my parents got divorced. So my dad and my brother and I were living together and I bought all of my stuff because I was working. So I'm not saying he wouldn't have bought me clothes because he definitely would have. And even my mom, who was like 10 miles away, she would have too. But I took it on upon myself to take care of those things because I knew it was like a transition and a hard time. So and he was in the military, so he was working a lot and stuff. So I started buying my own clothes helping with groceries like that kind of stuff so I never really cared about name brand like I bought Walmart stuff from the beginning and I still do uh (laughs) I like Walmart clothes I'm okay with it so you know I mean that's kind of how I like adjusted to things and but when I became an adult that's when I cared what people thought which makes no sense but I did. And a lot of it's with my size and stuff like that. And so no matter what makes you different, love yourself. Because once you do and you're confident, you can accomplish anything. You can be like Kalina and publish your own book. That's but honestly, that is amazing. Yeah. You do you realize how awesome that is? Honestly, I really didn't take in how powerful I was after I done it. And people give me the plan like that is amazing. And I honestly never grew up in that becoming up to do this, do that, you know? And it's just like, oh my god. And I think it flexed back in my I wrote a book so it didn't really kick into me until I published it and I was like oh my god so yeah thank you (laughs) yes you're welcome thank you for sharing with us so what are some of like maybe like one or two things that you can share that are in your book 
Um, oh my god, I have so many things in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, oh my god, I don't even have my book on me at the moment. I have so many things. I wrote so many things in my book. Um, I know there's one thing I had in my book. I was talking about. Um, I know my worth. Yes, I am different, but I am worthy. That is something I have in my book. Yeah. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing for young people to know, like we said, because a lot of times people are so cruel that when I was young, I allowed the opinions of others to like kind of morph my what I thought about myself into what they were thinking. And so like I saw myself in the other people's eyes like and that was bad, like honestly bad and it was a guy it was my my son's father and so all the horrible things he said to me was how I felt about myself and that's not healthy <laughs> but you don't I didn't realize it at the time that it was really like I don't know it was just like hindering me from living and reaching my potential and doing the things that I wanted to do so now at 40 like last year I turned 40 I started trying everything uh that sounds bad not drugs okay everyone <laughs> I started stand-up comedy I wrote a sitcom pilot I started the podcast I became a life coach thank you so and I actually am a co-author of a book too but it's supposed to be published this year so all these things in a short amount of time and it, it was because the guy I'm with now is really loving and he pushed me in a good way to believe in myself and to say do it try it you want to do it do it you know what I'm saying like if you if you always wanted to be like I always wanted to be an actress so I started background acting like and stuff a while ago and it was because he was like, well, not that he, of course he didn't force me. I wanted to do it, but I was scared. And so if we're always scared, you will never know what you can do if you don't try. If you don't start. Like, what? I mean, you would never know your potential. So you're a caseworker and then you're also a life coach. Yes, I'm also like coach Yay. Um so with your life coaching, what do you what's your main focus with that? My main focus really is with young adults from okay. 16, 16 and up. And I really focus on the anxiety, depression, self-esteem and positive self-talk. So I kind of help clients really focus on the gratitude and what type of tools I give them worksheet to give them so that they can do that on the side to help them navigate their feelings their emotion and I think and yeah that, that's pretty much what I and I do one-on-one as well I don't do group coaching just yet um but I will get into that I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing group coaching and expressing their emotion um but yeah oh you're so you're so well-rounded so good job to your parents and your grandma that I could tell that you just had so much love and that they just helped you with everything. So 
when you have that love, then you can see your worth. And that's good yeah. because that's probably one of the big reasons why you're such an awesome adult that you are. And you're helping so many people, which is amazing. I um <laughs> do you do your life coaching on virtual or do you do in person or what do you No, do? I do um both because okay. my goal is really to get my company globally. So I oh my goal is to get international client. Woohoo. I am virtual <laughs> as well. And um so my coaching is about trauma and well I say PTSD but any kind of trauma and grief like that's who that's my niche that I do so um it's really important for me to help people because we all are experience grief sometime in our life so it's like one big thing that we all have in common sometime you know sometime in our life we're going to experience it so all right what is your company name that you want to make globally yes and we're in different <laughs> my, company name, my company name is really simple cleaner empowerment.com yay okay so i saw something and if i'm wrong just say you're wrong and that's okay i'm allowed to be wrong i'm wrong sometimes yeah did i see was it deaf boss queen or something like that Wait. deaf queen boss there we go see i got it wrong i was close <laughs> so close okay so how'd you, you come up close. how'd you come up with that name because you are oh my god honestly me and my little sister were coming up with names me oh. and my little sister yeah we did it together and she's so cute and she's like you need to have like a title like a brand instead of your name so i'm like my, my little sister 2016 so i'm like what do you know about this <laughs> and then my sister's like no let's put it so i always wanted to put deaf boss i always want that on there i'm like deaf boss has to be on it i don't care we need to make it look cashy and make it fire and my sister's just hmm maybe put queen in it somewhere and i'm like okay and then we kind of we word differently backwards forward it was just funny and then that's how we came up with deaf queen boss yes ma'am that is awesome <laughs> See, if that doesn't exude confidence, I don't know what is. That's so amazing. <laughs> like, honestly, that's you're such a good role model for you. young adults, young women, young adults. Um, Just that if you face something or a challenge. So. But you really are such a good role model for young adults and just showing them that no matter what you face, you can, you, you can, can su succeed like at whatever. So good for you. And other than the, your, so website, Kalina empowerment.com. What, where else can we follow you? You guys can follow me on Instagram, uh, death queen boss and all my social media platform is death queen boss. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> And so your book is on Amazon, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So really quick, you told us a little bit about it. So what advice can you give to someone that wants to publish their own book? Um, I would definitely say either get a mentor. I would stick to your budget. Budget, budget. 
I don't care if the person that all the I don't care. No. Budget. Your budget is very important because you don't want to spend more money than you need to because you also have to pay your book cover. You also have to pay for your ISBN and all that number. Some people don't realize that there's so much more to pay before you hire a publisher. There's so much more things you have to do. And also, if you are looking for an editor, make sure you look at their feedback and their testimonial because a lot of people can be like, yeah, I'm an editor, I'm an editor. There's a lot of scam out there. I'm not going to lie. So be super cautious when you hire an editor. If you like, you can reach out to me. I can definitely recommend you one of my editors. She's amazing, 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 amazing. Um, she's affordable pricing. I know a lot of editors charge a lot of money. Like I said, I'll stick to a budget. And um, also, too, promote, 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 like, crazy. I don't care if you're bugging people. I don't care if people be like, oh, my, you No. Nah. It's your book. It's your journey. You want to kill that crap out of that promotion. You want to keep, keep going promoting. And also, too, don't be afraid to join a bunch of Facebook groups. Promote your book there. That's why I highly recommend a lot of people to do. And that is my advice. Yay! I love it. And I, I love that. Your book's been out almost a year. I'm going to go check it out. I'm so proud of you and all that you have accomplished. And just basically, you have wonderful energy. You just smile. You just you just seem so positive. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I can tell and feel it from you that you really and genuinely love to help people. So... You just keep going and I'm just, I'm so excited to see your brand globally. Uh, I know we're, but we're in North America, but still I'm in a different country. So cannot wait to see you. If I ever have now, I will, I'm going to speak it out loud. Here we go. Hey, I'm going to have it. So when I start doing engagements and speaking events and holding my own, I would love to reach out to you for you to come in person and, and be a speaker. How do you feel about that? Of course. I'm excited. I would love that. Okay. So it hasn't, it's not planned yet. I have a title. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no. So um, eventually I'm going to have my own building and stuff like that. I'm working on all these things. So once I start, you know, getting to the point where I'm getting more speaking gigs and I actually have a certification and facilitating these, but that doesn't mean anything because you still have to reach out to people and rent a building like rent, you know, and all this stuff and sell tickets. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yes. so, tickets. Yes. but I would, <laughs> I would absolutely love to have you come and Again, it might not be for a few months, but here we go. And thank you again for sharing your story and being so awesome and really being encouraging to everyone and just letting them know that anything is possible and just, you know, never give up. Exactly. Never give up, you guys. Oh, thank you, Kalina. You are awesome and you have a fantastic day and I will definitely be speaking to you again. Oh my goodness. What another amazing young lady. I love it. Uh, she reminds me of Kelsey Weaver and how awesome she was when I interviewed her. And 
she they're both so young and they're so mature and they're doing amazing things for their community and the world and um young people with disabilities and it's just so inspiring so please check her out she is awesome get her book on amazon follow her and even you can hire her as a life coach she has gotten her life together and she just really is just so like i said inspiring and motivational thank you everyone for listening i really appreciate you i could not do this without you you really mean so much to me thank you everybody for like that is a loyal listener that just listens to me be silly every single week no matter what the topic is i will find a way to laugh okay because i love it i love laughing so i appreciate you guys and i really hope that you listen to my other podcast too when it comes out it'll be starting in a couple months i am so excited about that it is very specific it's a niche uh that like i talked about it's about basically ptsd grief all that stuff any kind of trauma and I'm really excited to have specific, you know, conversations. So it's really, really, really going to be educational. Every single episode, it should be. I'll have people that have gone through situations and they now can help you and yours. I'll have professionals like psychologists and different professionals, therapists and stuff that will give you some tools and different things to help you as well. So I'm just really excited about it. It's going to be a different tone. Um, I definitely won't be able to do my rap in the beginning of it. Because rap doesn't really go with the theme of helping people with trauma, I don't think. But, you know, that'll be sad. But I got my rap on this one, so it's okay. I don't have to rap on every single podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? Maybe I'll just travel around and rap on everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. I love y'all and you are awesome. Thank you for listening and be kind and don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. Have a fantastic day. See you and talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart.